When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Cool Parents Podcast is brought to you by Brad Pitt. <laughs> Who's your favorite celebrity? Brad Pat. I don't know why that was so much fun. My husband's so handsome. And everybody says that he looks just like Brad Pat. Brad Pat. <laughs> you like that movie about the 12 monkey? Brad Pat? Yeah. Like, what's the best Brad Pat? Best? Yeah. I don't know. Is he fucking show hog? He's, does he hang Brad? Does he hang hog? I don't think so. He's a pretty modest fella. I know mm-hmm. I heard about his whole scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. When he was shirtless, he was very uncomfortable with that scene. Why? Because uh, he doesn't want to be eye candy. Yeah. I mean, there was a picture of him on the, the wall in my bathroom when I was growing up, and I think my my mom's jeeling off to it in the fucking jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll be honest with you. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Brad Pat? Brad Pat. <laughs> no. <laughs> so oh. now that I think about it, it's that picture of Brad, Brad Pat yeah. in the, in the <laughs> bathroom. There's always a couple two tree Danielle Steele novels. It's kind of like, you know, she's writing that smut. It's kind of like Brad Pet, like P E T. Like you pet him. Brad Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pat. So. So welcome to the Cool Parents Podcast. I'm Curtis Charles. And I'm Justy Boy. Sexy Boy. Sexy Boy's in the building. Again, no warning. Maybe too sexy. Too sexy? Maybe too sexy. Well, you know, hose them down once in a while. <laughs> wet hose, uh, cold cold water, wet hose. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of updates this episode. None about Bigfoot, unfortunately. No. But. I got a Bigfoot but. update. You do? Yeah. Papa? I watched like 20 minutes of this Amazon documentary. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. I think it was like the alien slash Bigfoot connection revealed. Yeah. <laughs> something like something that. like that. I didn't see any of it yet. I just saw a couple of clips that you sent via Snapchat. Yeah. I watched about 30 minutes of it before I fell asleep. It looked it incredible. Phenomenal. I had to shut it off because I was, we don't want to miss any of we it. Could, no, we got we to gotta review it for next week. Okay. It's comedy gold. Does that have Brad Pat? Yeah, Brad Pat. Yeah, he's an executive <laughs> producer. Executive producer Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Just his regular name is pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Do you think that's his real Brad Pitt. You think that's his real name or you think it's like a, you know, a pseudonym? One of them Hollywood names that you know. Um, I think it's probably not real. Brad Pat? <laughs> but But either way, I mean, Pitt is a, that is a real name, right? Yeah, in the pit, in the mud. And Brad is just a good old boy, American name. Oh, yeah. College. Probably. I don't fucking know. College. Yeah, Brad. Brad and Ricky. Brad Pitt? <laughs> Brad Pitt. And then Pitt. So you start off like fancy, classy, upper echelon fucking uh, royalty. Yeah. College. College royalty. Brad. This is my son, Bradley. Brad. He has many money, many coat. His name, his real name, uh, William Bradley Pitt. Is it really? Yeah. Real name Pitt. Real so name. So Brad. Bill, Bill Pitt don't sound as good as Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, wait, was his middle name? Yeah. Brad. Brad? He's like you. Oh, he's like me. Mm. 
My um, he's just I'm just like Brad Pitt. You just like a Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish everybody could see your face when you did that. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like it was <laughs> like a satisfied kind of look. <laughs> <laughs> but also like you're trying to be cute yeah <laughs> Brad Pat. Brad Pat. <laughs> um all right so you're the brad pitt of podcasting why is pitt like you go from brad fancy shiny mm-hmm. boy to pitt. pitt that's where i take my my truck i'm yeah. down mud pit down mud yeah, Brad Mud, better name. Brad Mud, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill Mud, Bill Mud is Brad Pitt's alter ego. <laughs> you see, you, on one on one hand, you got Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. On the two hand, uh, you got Bill Mud. <laughs> Bill Mud. That's how he checks. That's what he checks into hotels. Yes, definitely. That's his alias. Yeah. So, uh, Bill Mud. Everybody, look out for Bill Mud. Call. The hotel. He's renting free weights from you. Ask what room Bill Mudd is in. Uh huh. Send up some flowers. Everybody, send flowers to Bill Mudd. Patreon.com slash Bill Mudd. Bill Mudd. Okay. <laughs> so. I have a uh, business pit, a business pitch. Okay. I tell you whether or not I love not this a, business. Brad Pitch? Bad yeah. Pitch? This is a segment called. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love this business. Okay. Is the name of this segment. Is this new segment? No, we've done it a couple times. Remember, this is how trucks came about. Okay. The whole truck phenomenon started when I pitched a product to you uh, that was essentially Jinko jeans that were designed to look like a truck from behind. Oh, okay. And you could buy various adornments like truck nuts and stuff like that for your jeans. Yeah. For your big, big jeans. Big, big. Because the whole point of life is to try to look more like a truck and be more like a truck. Yeah, you don't have to tell me that. I, I know. I, but this is where it all came from. This is how trucks came into power. Hmm. But um, I don't remember that at all. I'll be completely honest with you. Oh, yeah. I'll have to find it. It's I lived it, and I probably listened to the episode. Don't remember. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's fine. That's, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We've got uh, like 150, 60 hours of our bullshit on the internet so that's wild uh-huh i don't care we, we that means we've left an impression yeah so when we're dead it's like we're keeping keeping, keeping it, real. it real keeping it ditty the whole time yeah. mm-hmm. keeping it ditty from the cradle to the, to the gritty to the grave gritty because it rhymes with ditty yeah but cradle to the grave is a jet lee and dmx that's movie. true good point so i'll yeah. take either one it don't matter so here's my business pitch. I was, um, business. Okay. I was trying to go to sleep. Yeah. Like I do sometimes. And mm-hmm. when I'm doing that, I'm usually thinking about just how fucking busted my body is. Yeah. And how my bones are actual trash, just compacted trash and made into a skeleton shape. Yeah. I hate it. And a lot of it's because of how, how I always slept mm-hmm. in just like the weird positions that are just not orthopedic in nature and now i'm trying to like correct all of that because i have like pain in my joints like my shoulder and shit and i'm fucking 31 years old mm-hmm. like come on no 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 you fuck this up you gotta unfuck yourself you have basically to un- you must unfuck it i must unfuck my own skeleton <laughs> <laughs> i think that's to unfuck a skeleton yeah before i can go any further I must unfuck, unfuck my bones. The mystery of my skeleton. <laughs> unfuck the mystery of your skeleton today at one eight hundred unfucked bones. Unfucked bones. <laughs> Hashtag unfucked bones. <laughs> so anyway, I thought of a of a way a solution mm-hmm. for bones. How, here's how you fix bones. Tell me. Do you remember back in the day? I mean, I'm sure they're still around, but nobody gives a fuck about hats anymore and people who are grown-ups and they wear baseball hats yeah they don't care enough to like wash them mm. usually they'll just get another hat probably i mean maybe they wash them i don't know i'm not a hat guy but I, my head's too dang big yeah if i sweat a lot in the hat i would want to wash it i look weird in the hat especially like a beanie mm-hmm. every now and again i wear that flat brim hat that i have yeah, that, or yeah. the the snapback that's what it's called yeah snap because it's not flat it's not flat no it was the snapback yeah. 
Every now and again, I wear that one. I think I look funny in it. I'd feel like Ice Cube, but I think I'd look. I look. I'm not looking. Like you look ice like. Cube. I mean, I'm not Ice Cube. You're like the opposite of Ice Cube. Mm. If I'm in like Ice Cube in any form, it's like right when you put it into the freezer. You know, yeah. That's the Ice Cube tray right. that I am. Right, right, right. It's still wet, but I feel. You know, like Mr. Ice Cube, you know, director that- of the Long Shots. Yeah, that's him. Very same. He, he's no Fred Durst directed the Long Shots, but oh yeah, one of the, he, Ice Cube's in it. Is that what it is? I knew he was in there somewhere. I think that's what the one. What? Who gives a shit? Listen, here's the thing. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That's too? good stuff. Yeah, you're right about that. Buzzing the hood and. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we we come to my product. Next Friday, the Friday after <laughs> next. That's a good one too. Yeah, John Witherspoon's in that shit. Yeah, I know. Okay, so unfucked bones. I hadn't thought about this in a long time, but do you remember having a baseball? Did you play baseball as a little boy? Mm-hmm. I was good at it. I sucked shit at it. My I, team went to the championship largely because of me. I hated it, bitch. <laughs> I just really wanted every every game to get rained out. Yeah, I probably prayed to God at least once as a child that my big game gets rained out. <laughs> <laughs> That's factual. Why, why did you play then? Um, because I was taught to finish things that I started. Was it your decision to start? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm assuming. But yeah, I remember like getting into it. Like all my friends did it too. And like that's what you do when you're a kid. You just do shit. Just fucking waste time yeah. while your brain develops into something that's actually like worth paying attention to. Mm. <laughs> So I was whacking those balls. Actually, I wasn't whacking those balls at all. I was just sitting in, you know, left center field. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they made up positions for the the non-sports kids, the indoor kids. Mm-hmm. That was me. Were you picking the dandelions in the field? Probably. I remember seeing kids do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just mostly probably, I probably just mostly embarrassed mm. most of the time. Everybody's looking at me. I broke my thumb, though, when I tried to slide. I tried to slide once, hyperextended my thumb, snapped that shit. Hmm. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, I went hard in the paint, even though I didn't know what I was doing, and I say, I hated it, and I sucked at it. I finished that season, and that's the moral of today's episode. Hmm. Uh, finish the season, break your bones. But anyway, back to bones. Other bones. Full bones. You had a hat that you had to wear, and you had to keep that shit clean as a baseball boy. Mm-hmm. So what'd you do? You get one of those plastic cages. You remember those? Mm-hmm. You've seen those. They're, they're still out there. You get one of those little plastic cages. You put your ball cap in it. You snap it shut. You toss it in the fucking washing machine with the rest of your shit. Right. Well, what's the point of that? The point of that is to maintain the structure of your ball cap. Right. Martino Electric ball cap. That was the, the brand that sponsored my team. Martino Electric. Martino Electric. They're still around. Mm-hmm. Shout out Martin Electric. So, so I'm wash I'm washing my hat, especially my away game hat because it's white. You gotta wash that shit all the time. Can I tell you something? What? I never once washed my hat. No. Mm-mm. Did you make like a bunch of sweat in there? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking with me? No. Well, did your mom or your dad maybe? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I didn't wash that fucking cap. Well, fair enough. Uh... um i don't care but okay at the i would now right 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 okay well the point is but i don't wear hats i grew i grew out of it yeah i got a nice head of hair literally grew out of hats i got all my original teeth fingers i can't fit my head bone in a hat i just can't do it you know and i'm not trying here's the thing that little cage that plastic cage was meant to maintain the structural integrity of your ball cap right in the washing machine so, while I'm asleep, to maintain the structural integrity of my bones and my skeleton, I want the same kind of thing, but for my whole body. Just a just hard plastic cage that snaps around all of my limbs and mm. my, my torso, my legs, my head, and just it forces my bones into the right position where they're supposed to be. Yeah. So then all the muscle and the, all the meat and the sinew surrounding it. Yeah. Will just kind of train itself to go where it needs to go, and then I'll be a big strong muscle man again Hmm. just like i always was before right very strong big muscle uh but a muscle guy yeah 
So a muscle chud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you wore the tank tops. I was a muscle bug. Uh, (laughs) uh, didn't, didn't last though. So if I could just get myself in one of those roll cages, you should do a cycle, bro. If I could a cycle, yeah, do a cycle. You know, what does that mean? Cycle. What does that mean? Steroids. That's a steroid thing. (laughs) Yeah. A cycle of what? What's the cycle? You do a cycle of steroids. I don't know. I've just heard it. Oh, I watched a Ronnie Coleman documentary. I know things about powerlifting. Okay. Get a, get a a lot more meat on those bones. A lot of meat. Grow meat. Grow your own meat. Grow fast. your own meat. Grow your own meat fast and big. Big, big. big. That's what it's about. So yeah, you, so you want like a sarcophagus that just it's basically an Iron Maiden, but without the spikes in it. Okay, it's just as easy to make. And no spike. No spike. No spike. No problem. <laughs> and I was trying to think of names for this product. I sleep in it, and then in the morning, I, I don't know, I use my Google Assistant or something. And Are there say, straps hey. inside? No. No strap. It would be Wi-Fi enabled, mm-hmm. and it talks to your Internet of Things home network, and you can tell it to unlock and open. You know, if you're a personal assistant computer program gets mad at you, you might get stuck in there for a while, but it's worth the risk. To keep your bones in place, because if you don't, everything hurts all the time. Now, is this a, a firm-fitting sarcophagus? Um, Relatively. Okay. Like, you got a little bit of wiggle room. It's just like the hat thing. It's, just, like I said before, just like the hat thing. Can you roll? Or do you see? If you get the momentum. It's literally, like, imagine being a hat in that thing. Yeah. It's just like that hat thing. Hat cage. Hat cage. So, <laughs> this product needs a name, and I started thinking... Bone bars is the first thing that came to mind. Um, like bone cage. Bone cage is nice. <laughs> uh, that definitely is hashtagable. Hashtag yeah. bone cage. But then I also thought, you know, what's big right now in the world of self? The world of self health and uh, fitness and shit and body structure. What's big right now? Yeah, Peloton. Oh, I thought you were going to say vegan. No, Peloton. If you got a lot of money and you need bigger muscles. Call up Peloton. I don't know what that is. You don't know about Peloton? Mm-mm. It's a, like a service that comes with a, like you pay a lot of money for an exercise bike or like some kind of equipment. And then there's a subscription that goes with it. And there's like a whole social media platform around it. Hmm. Sounds like a fucking scam, Charlie. It's whatever it is. It's it's all over TV and shit. I've never seen it. So, um, well, good. So. Good, good for you. <laughs> But since Peloton is so big, I figured we could try maybe just calling it Skeleton. Mm. But that might get us sued. Yeah, probably would. Then I got to the body clam because <laughs> it snaps around your body like a clamshell. But then it, it's too close to body cam like a camera that the policeman wears. Mm. I got one. Do you? Yeah. What do you got? Bone cage. <laughs> bone cage. Bone ca- okay, bone cage is probably good. There's just no alliteration or rhyme scheme to it. Yeah. We could hip it up and like get rid of the vowels or something. <laughs> so it's like B-N-C-G. B-N-C-G. Yeah. Bone cage. B-N-C-G dot uh, body. For like your body. Dot bone, body. Bone clam. Bone clam. That would be C-L-M. That could also bone calm, you know. Mm-hmm. Bone cage. B-N-C-G. What else could that possibly mean? Bun cage? No. Bone <laughs> no. cage. Bone cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could get um Kurt Russell as a spokesperson too. And he could be bone, bone tomahawk. He could be bone tomahawk promoting the bone cage. Yeah. How much do bone- you think he costs? Fifty sixty? What if Nicolas Cage played Bone Tomahawk? Bone cage. Bone cage. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, Bone Cage is the winner. Clearly. And Nicholas Nicholas Cage would probably be cheaper than Kurt Russell, I think, right? Because mm. he's trying to pay off that castle. You know, he's making movies like Joe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Joe, thinking Joe. Yeah, you're right. But Nicholas Cage as Bone Tomahawk is the spokesperson. Yeah, that's the ad. The whole ad campaign. You're definitely. cool. You're cool with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Do I get a cut? So, or? what do you think about my business? I love this business. Okay. All right, this is you know, a stamp of approval. I think you have a very nice uh, platform plan. 
Uh-huh. Talk about okay. finance. Finance. Stock, stock the stock market. I know, I know. <laughs> All those things you got to consider. So I love this business. I want to make a v- investment in this business. Cock update. It's a cock update. And uh, cock update. Last episode, we talked about uh, some porn comments, mm-hmm. and there was a whole section of porn comments. That seemed to be referencing a pornography video that they were commenting on in which the guy had zero balls, no testicles, mm. no testicular matter whatsoever. Unfortunately. No. And everybody was commenting on it for better or for worse. And I I had to know about it. Yeah. So I looked into it, got some or I had somebody look into it since I'm a good God fearing Christian man, I would never look at cock. Brad Pitt? Never look at Brad Pitt cock video. But I never Google search Brad Pitt cock video. No. Never. That'd be lewd. <laughs> <laughs> well, John Strong, I think, is maybe the guy's name. Yeah. And one person I found another comment when I when I Googled this guy. There was a for- What's his name? A forum talking about it. John Strong. His he should be John Schlong. I guess. But strong is pretty good. Got a strong cock on him, this guy. Yeah, but Schlong is more on the nose. And apparently he's got a really nice penis. Oh. There's no balls. Big. It's big. 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 It, uh, it looks like, I'm trying to think of a good comparison for size. Like, you know, the okay, a drumstick, the, um, the ice cream. Yeah. I don't know why this is the first thing that came to mind, but yeah. the top part of that, the big part of that, yeah. the circumference of that. That's the whole day. That's all cock. That's all his cock. Wow. So John Strong. John Schlong. John Schlong. This person commented, Golden Balls is the, the member of this forum that said, sometimes his even seem to go so far up inside him, they appear to be above his dick. Very odd. Yeah. That's... So we were thinking about what could they could be talking about if this guy just full on doesn't have any balls. Yeah. Or if they were just saying he's got small balls. They go up inside of him like an airplane wheel. Like an... <laughs> Except balls. Yeah, right, 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 right. So... It's like a Healy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> balls like Healy's. So I looked into that a little bit more. Specific, and, and apparently this is a widespread thing. Yeah. A lot of male porn stars appear to have no balls in their, in their uh, movies. Hmm. And um, they do have balls. They just get sucked way up. And... The mystery was solved by a Reddit user name of Leprechaun, <laughs> <laughs> who says that it's a circumcision thing, like a tight circumcision is what does that. So like when these babies get snipped, mm-hmm. the doctor has to choose how much they snip off to like expose the, the tip, you know? Yeah. So there are varying levels of flappage going on. And they they don't know how big the baby's dick's going to be when it grows up. Yeah. So if it grows up, it happens to have a giant, giant hog and it's going to end up in porn. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like Mark, uh, Marky Mark there. Um, oh, Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler, yeah. Then if that happened to be a tight cut, uh, <laughs> high and tight, if yeah. you will, yeah, yeah. circumcision, then... As the dick grows, you know, it's pulling skin from the ball sack and that pulls all the balls up. You smell me? Yeah. So that was actually very fascinating to me because I didn't, I never thought of that. My thought was like, maybe these dudes are getting their nuts cut off Mm. for the sake of not having no baby, but also to keep the balls out of the way when they're shooting their porn videos under their legs, you know? Yeah. So you can see more of uh, whatever he's putting his dick in right yeah like the amazonians they would uh you know cut one of their titties off so they could shoot bow and arrows better like wonder woman except they didn't do that in wonder woman but you can't cut off her titty no because <laughs> it's too strong yeah there's no way too muscly muscular and stature so 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 that's today's cock date yeah i thought these boys were just coming so much they got nothing left in the tank you know they're just you know, just California shriveled raisins. up. They took an Adderall and they didn't hydrate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah. That's how they last so long in those movies. Adderall? Adderall, dehydrated. But then then they don't squirt as much. Takes them an hour, but then they, pull, like, they pull it off. There's less volume of, you know, comes. Hence the comments. So now we're going to need a pie graph to show the percentage of ballless dicks compared to small loads. Mm. Small loads. Shameful. <laughs> small loads. Okay, well. Just a little tiddlywink. This tiddlywink. That's our cock date. Cock date! Rob Pat? Rob Pat? Puff date. Puff? Puff? Puff daddy? Puff daddy. Otherwise known Puff as... Puff daddy 3000. Also known as Puff Diddy. The future of the bad boy. Puff daddy 3000. Yeah, he's like... You know that song? Come with me. You know that? Puff ain't going nowhere. He wrote that because song. Because he's a 3,000 year old robot. And that's okay. Because it's bad, bad boy, boy for, for life, for eternity, motherfucker. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Puff Daddy 3000 is going to be like Haley Joel Osment at the end of the AI. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to live until. He's going to live forever and then he's going to find Alien. Right. Life. Okay. Puff Date. So I looked, I looked up Puff Daddy, you know, as I do. Once a week, I check Puff Daddy's wiki page. Yeah, I go see what Puff's up see, to. What, see about Puff. What's see about Puff? Hey, Puff. 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 Puff, what are you up to? What I are you doing these days, Puff? Puff? <laughs> <laughs> Puff, you want to have some tea? You want to promote my record, Puff? <laughs> you want to put it out? Oh, you're not such a bad boy, Puff. <laughs> Puff. Puff, let's get together. Let's make a Peruvian kettle drum record. <laughs> Put it out on Bad Boy. So I was reading his Wikipedia and Sean Combs. Puff? Puff. He uh, has a list of credentials here. A lot to say about Mr. Puff. I noticed in his quick facts section. Wow. Wow. 2019 estimate uh, of his net worth is $740 million. Shit. I need that puff money. Under title, it says doctor. Dr. Puff? Doctor, no, Dr. Diddy. Dr. Diddy? Yeah. He's a doctor. He is? Yeah, he has an honorary DHL, a doctor of humane letters. So basically just something you give somebody for keeping it Diddy. Like they get an honorary (laughs) degree just for keeping it Diddy. Yeah. He didn't do anything except for he was successful. Yeah. So. Well, he's puff. Yeah. So he got an honorary degree. For puff, for puff, for being puff. Being puff. Being the best puff. <laughs> and keeping it ditty. It's a very distinguished title. Puff. puff. Yeah. You know how he, how he rebrands every couple of years? Dr. Diddy, yeah. Dr. Diddy should be the next one. I like Dr. Diddy. Yeah. He should just go as... And um, that's a mashup of Dr. Dre and P. Diddy. He should be Puff Diddy. That's what I said earlier. Yeah. You did? Absolutely. Puff Diddy. Puff Diddy. Puff Diddy comb. <laughs> he, he drops the S. <laughs> Puff Diddy Comb. I love it. You could even spell Puff a little different if you want. No. He's used Puff so many times. You sure? Yeah. He okay. hasn't been Puff in a long time. Okay. I don't think anyone calls him Puff Daddy Puff? other than us. You know, does he have a wife or yeah. uh, somebody in his? He's got to have, have a partner. Yeah, her name's Michelle Puff. M- Ms. Puff. No, 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 no. She's Puff Mama. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a Puff Daddy, you got to have a Puff Mama. Oh, remember when he was love, brother love? Yeah, he couldn't do that though. He he announced that, and then right, and they, then he the, couldn't do it because of WWE. Yeah, they got brother love. Puff, puff. Um, let's see, family. Yeah, his wife Sarah Diddy. He has six children. Yeah, okay. So he's single at the moment. It what? appears based on based on Wiki, because we got Kimberly Porter. He was married ninety four to two thousand seven. Oh, wasn't and he then, with J Lo for a while? I don't know. This is just his marriages, I guess. Cassie Ventura from 2007 to 2018. Any relation to Jesse? No. Bummer. I'm Puff Mama now. Puff Mama's house. I'd watch that fucking VH1 show. Puff Mama's house? Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whose house? Puff Mama's house. <laughs> this would be Puff house. Just Puff house. <laughs> the whole Puff family. You got, you got 
you know, Puff Daddy and Puff Mommy. Yeah. You got Puff Son, who's also Puff Brother. <laughs> or Brother Puff. I think Brother Puff. <laughs> I like it. Um, Sister Puff. I'm going to pitch my, my Puff real, Doggy. My real pitch Puff for, Doggy Dog. My real pitch for Puff Mama's house. Yeah. Is um, it's the Combs family mm-hmm. and Martin Lawrence and comes to live with them <laughs> <laughs> as big as Big Mama. Unclear. Okay. Puff Mama's house. You so, know, sign me up. I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. I'd be the executive producer on that shit. I produce. I produce too. So okay, we've got another uh, segment, a new one that's catching on, pulling up some steam. Yeah. It uh, doesn't have a name yet because it's got to come naturally. But last week you brought on the uh, oral history of the thong song to talk about. Cisco. Uh, Ebert. We talked about the origins of the thong song based on an interview that was given with Cisco. To DefJam.com. To DefJam.com. We discussed that a bit. So that was so fun. You had the idea to keep it going. Yeah. I like the. I love this business. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun one. And, you know, we'll keep it to one-hit wonders. One-shit wonders. Right. I was going to pull up uh, Chumbawamba for today because we we talked about it on the last one. But I like the articles where it's like them talking about their one hit in their own words. Right, right. It's like the actual Oral history. Yeah. But Chumbawamba. Oh, it was not. Well, I learned a lot of things. It was none of the... The Chumbas? The Chumbas Wombas? (laughs) (laughs) I I did learn that the name came from... One of the members was like writing a story. I think it was like a dystopian story. And I think it's the women are Chumbas and the men are Wombas. So they combined them, Chumba Womba. But we're not going to talk about that one today. Chumbi Wombi? Chumbi Wombi? Well, I do love the Chumbi Wombi's business. (laughs) Right. Uh, today we're going to talk about I'm Too Sexy by oh. Right Said Fred. Sexy boy. Sexy. Oh, sexy. And uh, I, I've said it before, but this was my favorite song in the year 1993. Mm-hmm. I loved it. You were what, three? Three. Yeah. But I used to sing it all the time. All right. I was down. Well, I've always kind of, I've always wondered what was going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain of Right Said Fred. Yeah. Well, I got uh, Fred Fairbrass and his brother Richard Fairbrass. Yes. Yes, two halves of one whole Um, by name Right Said Fred. Do you want me to read the part beforehand or you want want to just go right into where they start talking about it? Yeah, let's just get right into the the meat. Just dive right into the meat. So oh. I'm I'm gonna play the part of Fred Fair Fred Fred Fairbrass Fred Fred, Fred Brass. <laughs> what are these people's uh, back? Where are they from? The, well, okay. I'm imagining they're like Austrian or something. Right, you would from the song. Yeah, but they're not. They're from the UK. They're British. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But when I hear the song, I'm too sexy. Should I play a little play a little sliver of it? If you want, but I mean, everybody knows the I song. I mean, I just want to, you know, it, just in case they okay. don't. I am too sexy for Milan, too sexy for Milan, New York and Japan. So, <laughs> I just used to love I'm too sexy for my shirt. I thought that was the funniest. Sexy. The sexy. For my shit. But yeah, when I hear that, I hear the voice, you know. Yeah, the voice. The voice. So I'm. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna read it as a. I'm gonna get in character as a Fred Fa- Fred Fairbrass. So okay. Can you play Richard? Or? I play Richard. Yeah. Okay. And we never really fit in when everyone else was doing a post-punk new wave. We were busy doing sort of acoustic power pop. Which just didn't fit. We toured with the suicide and with the joy division. Okay, we were just on the road in UK, mostly from '78, '79, right through to when we moved to New York in '86, '87. Okay, okay. like a, like a most musicians, we had uh, part-time jobs. We worked in video production. We were, we both worked in gyms. They made shit videos. They made those videos of people shitting on each other. You think? Yeah. 
no doubt no doubt <laughs> like in a bathtub that sort of uh, sometimes yeah but usually it's just like in the street mm-hmm. yeah little budge yeah uh, people people always thought we were going to do something we never did i saw a documentary on twisted sister and there were quite a few parallels with things that went wrong yeah <laughs> things that went wrong yeah <laughs> Uh, people falling out and people becoming ill or just moving out of the country. You sign to somebody, then they get picked up by another company and you're left with an A&R guy that hates you. Mm-hmm. All the stuff bands go through. Mm-hmm. What was interesting about New York in that period, it, uh, it was very hedonistic. Big parties like the drag hangout, Jackie 60. <laughs> <laughs> Richard worked at... Uh, Nell's, a nightclub. I work at... I know. Trash and Vaudeville. Trash and Vaudeville. I went there just recently. That place was fucking stupid. <laughs> we Not went cool to a lot of really dodgy parties, okay? Okay. Well, my name is my name Dick. Richard Fairbrass. My name is Richard Fairbra- Fairbrass. Uh, every party was dodgy. So when we go back to London... We start writing slightly different stuff. I, I'm a bit more cynical and lyrically cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sexy. Okay. Okay. It was the first song we wrote with this guy. We met a guitarist named Rob Manzolini. Okay. We tell, we tell Rob. Yeah. You've been through the mill. We, we don't want to use anything that we've written before. We want to write a brand new song. No old ideas, nothing. We got uh, really bored with acoustic music. Yeah, musicians. Really, we just wanted a, a beat. And, and keep it cheap. <laughs> yes. We start programming with Brian Pugsley. Pugsley, yeah. We had this song going around, which was a bass line, and we were trying to that's write... That's not a, a song, that's a bass line. We are trying to write a melody, but the bass line was actually the I'm too sexy, I'm too sexy melody. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. We had had a few <laughs> drinks and stuff, and Richard jump up and walking around Brian's flat, and then come back into the studio with his shirt off. Because we had been down at the gym, we were training quite hard, and we were off. We were we were in quite good shape. Okay. Okay. He took his shirt off and started singing. I'm too sexy for my shirt to the to baseline. Bob <laughs> and Richard thought it was a very funny comical very funny i was very i was less convinced initially i thought uh, this is a bit of a stupid idea he's a bob dylan fan that's why sense of humor bypassed him no bob dylan's got a great sense of humor oh you want oh fuck the bass man what's he sound like phil spalding <laughs> phil spalding <laughs> <laughs> What you think? <laughs> when you listen to I'm Too Sexy, the bass strings sound like rubber bands. <laughs> I'm a really hard player. I really hit the guitars I play. And when you tune a bass down by a fifth, you can't hit it so hard. I did it in one take. So what you hear on the record is me playing from beginning to end. And I made it up as I went along. Oh. If you actually analyze it and listen to it, there's loads of places where I'm pulling the bass out of tune because the strings are too loose. Every time I hit it hard, it goes a bit sharp. Wow. Wow. Interesting. We got hooked up with Ian Craig Marsh, who had worked with Heaven 17. And that was the first time I ever heard sample brass. I didn't even know you could do that. We knew I needed a bit more of a beat to it. Beat. I knew a DJ named Tommy D. <laughs> so we take the song to him, and he basically created a new backing track. Yeah, there was a studio we found that was actually gone into receivership, so it was closed. Uh huh. But if you give the janitor guy some money, he'd open it up at night on on the understand. Understanding. Yeah. <laughs> understanding. Put any lights on. You didn't put on. The heating. And it was uh, freezing. We had to work from the lights that came off the equipment and the little spotlights in the studio. Finally, we start playing the song to some record companies, and all the record companies said no. 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 Every single label said, yeah, this is not going to work. And we just thought, that's, they're not right. No. But then, then no, 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 but no. then, yes. there was 
Red Bus Studios in London. Red Bus? Red Bus? <laughs> the receptionist here heard the song. She said to us, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what now. I think this is a record. If I can get, get this on the radio, I want to manage it. <laughs> she was only 18, 17, a really young kid, but real ballsy and a lot of spark about her. We said, hey. If you can get us on the radio, you can manage us. You take a 20%, we'd be happy. And then right? I come in here as Tamsin uh, Aronowitz, Aronowitz. Tam. He's a manager. My, my name is Tamsin, and I'm manager PR, Rice Ed Fred. I knew record promoter Guy Holmes through the record company that I was working for. I persuaded him to give me a lift home, and then I just put the cassette in his car, and he had to listen to it on the way back. He loved it. He jumped from it. Fortunately, Simon Bates, BBC Radio 1 DJ, and his producer were very open-minded, and they play I'm Too Sexy sexy. off the acetate. And the phones went mental. mental. They went straight mental. (laughs) The audience were A&R, and if you like, and we we had no record deal. Yeah. Okay? No. So we, f- we formed a little independent label with the plugger to service this one record. We didn't sign a deal. It was just a, a handshake, really. Well, just a gentleman's agreement. A, a gentleman's agreement. And from the moment, the record just went insane. We were funding everything. We borrowed the money through friends in a bank loan. And the record just started going mad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had a life of its own, like gang, gang, gangnam, gangnam. Gangnam style. Gangnam style. Or move moves like Jack. Moves like Jack. I don't know what that. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. These big songs that come out of nowhere. Huge songs. Huge songs. Massive songs. <laughs> the minute it got onto radio, it just started getting massive numbers. It broke everywhere on import, uh, even before it was licensed to Charisma Records, okay? Okay. Am I Joe Cortese? Cortese? If you want. I'm a host. Uh, retro pop reunion DJ and producer CBS Radio. The UK is <laughs> always about six to eight months ahead of us in trends of fashion and music. When I first heard I'm Too Sexy, I thought it was a novelty song. I just thought it might have been another Millie Vanilli after that debacle. Okay? When it came out, music was kind of <laughs> tripping on itself, and the times were kind of on a tailspin. And there was this fun song that came out. People were calling for it because it had a great beat. And then the 12-inch mixes started coming out. And people's immediate reaction was... I'm talking like Lemmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you play that song? Can you play that song? Isn't it? Because at the time, the only place you could hear that song in the U.S. was radio. Isn't it? When it's saying we weren't promoting the song... We were just trying to catch up with it. It's the first time I ever just experienced being chased by that whole mania thing. Being chased by girls and storming by hotels. Beatles. All this craziness, which we actually didn't like. I've got to be honest with you, isn't it? I don't think we were really very good at it, actually. Who's on? Uh, who am Aaron I? Witz. I'm Richard Fair, Fairbrass again. I'm back to do it. Wait. Right? Who's that other guy? Aronowitz, that's the, the manager guy, the PR guy. It was a learning curve, definitely <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody expected it to get so big. big. I think we did our... <laughs> <laughs> I think we did our own PR to begin with. <laughs> with. With. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally me sitting at my my desk. Me, me desk. Me desk. <laughs> when I should have been working and folding up all the old pop magazines like a smash hits. <laughs> all the costumes they were wore <laughs> were actually by incredible stylist called Peter Hawker. <laughs> he was putting them in all these crazy, outrageous bubble wrap costumes. Master way. <laughs> Master White people had never seen anything like it. <laughs> As I said, we just come back from New York. It was making fun if you... It if was you, making fun. If you like. 
of that hedonism, if people forget now how famous Cindy Crawford was. So this whole thing was was a gag, basically. Yeah, it was a uh, goof, a hoax, and they're a, 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 a spoof. Yeah, it was a great big hoax. I watched the video earlier though. Fucking sla- it slaps. Well, after after reading this article, mm-hmm. I watched the video, and you really can't blame people for not seeing it as a joke because. It, it it doesn't seem like a joke. They, they don't, yeah. They went hard in the paint. Yeah. They went hard in the paint. They committed to that. They played it very seriously. Mm-hmm. So no, okay. I'm I'm Richard again. Yeah. And Christy Brinkley. And Christy Brinkley. Her name. Uh. And Jerry Hall just big, big, big stars. <laughs> Sexy was not. <laughs> Really making fun of those people, but make fun of people who thought they were those people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because I get it. we delivered it with our shirts off. We had actually had people think that we thought we actually thought we were too sexy. Too okay, sexy. they they did not get. They didn't get the cynicism and the joke, but the, the idea of the song is that obviously you can't be too sexy. No, right? No, 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 no. No one can be too sexy. Everybody kind of, kind of attached their own emoji to I'm too sexy right down to I'm too sexy for me coffee. Isn't it? Isn't it? Are we? You're Richard, too. I'm Richard. No, no, Richard. Oh, Richard. Yeah. Richard's sexy. Richard's sexy. I forgot. <laughs> it, became a, it became a part of the lo- language. Language. Okay. <laughs> In a way, it wasn't just a song anymore. I think people use that expression even if they never heard of song. We did a big tour in the States <laughs> about six weeks. <laughs> this was when I'm too sexy. I just broke it over there. I've probably done bigger and better things, but we were driving around in vans, going to local radio, and plugging away and doing shopping centers all over the place. God knows how many states we went to. It was mad. It was so big. <laughs> it was literally, literally, literally a different plane in a different city, city every day. I remember gig in America. Where when we got to gig, the car park was full of motorbikes. It was uh, Austin, Texas. Wally. Wally. Our, our, our tour manager said, this could be a rough. This is a biker's place, you know? You know? You know? I, at the time, was wearing almost a semi-see-through body stocking thing. I thought, we're going to get absolutely murdered by this place. Uh, This is going to be a nightmare, and they love. It was the first time we ever made any money. So we we had a holiday in St. Lucia. Okay. There are loads and loads of homophobia in St. Lucia at the time, so we decided to leave. We were catching plane mm-hmm. back. Boat? No boat? <laughs> no boat, no boat. Plane. Okay. Flying boat. Plane. You have plane for me and my cousin. Sitting in this funny little airport. The, the phone on the wall rang in the airport. And somebody picked up the phone and said, Is Red Set Fred here? That's when we found out we were number one. <laughs> <laughs> we heard the official billboard announcement on the radio when we were in Florida. Uh, we were channel surfing. We found this local Miami station. It was just as we got there, and he said, Now, America's number one is Right Said Fred. <laughs> we just turned in about five seconds before the guy said it. I have to say, that was the first moment I thought, Fuck. That was actually pretty amazing. <laughs> An independent band with no money making it? Some bands. Some bands mm-hmm. had to get there if they've got a huge amount of debt from major label, and they spend them. They spend the next ten years trying to pay it off. We were incredibly lucky because everything we made was profit because we haven't spent any money. We didn't have any. Oh yeah, my twenty-first <laughs> birthday on tour in America with the with the band. <laughs> <laughs> I had to show my passport to get a drink. A freak. <laughs> I think I, I ordered myself a fuzzy bronca. <laughs> I think nope. they were celebrating. What? I, I think, think yeah. they were celebrating being number one. And I was going, yeah, yeah. I am now 21. <laughs> I can now officially have a glass of something to celebrate. Cortez. 
It was an <laughs> It was an across the board it. It was. At the time you had grunge, gangster rap, as well as Celine Dion, Mar- Mariah Carey, very soft AC. And then you had this pulverizing song that really stood out. It was a party anthem for the times. You're Richard too. I'm also Richard. I'm not a <laughs> sexy Richard. I'm so sexy. A friend and I came out of a dinner. <laughs> came out of a dinner in the middle of nowhere and walking toward us across the car park. There were these two heavily leather-clad blokes uh, who had just got off their Harleys. They both dropped to their knees and did the whole "we're not worthy" thing. And we had never even seen Wayne's World. I didn't know what We're Not Worthy was. I had no idea. Tell them that says biggest Taylor Swift give you the thumbs up and introduce us to her fan base is amazing. I like the cynical aspect of the lyric. And look what you made me do because I'm too sexy as a cynical <laughs> song. And I think she channeled that quite well. She yeah. she and Jack Antoff, producer, sent us, sent us flowers yes. with a big thank you and said, they want to meet at a party at a party and celebrate. So we'll hold them to that. It also proves the point that sexy wasn't just a ludicrous purple people eater, okay? <laughs> uh, kind of nonsense song. There was more to it than that. Unto Sexy mm-hmm. is one of the songs that now DJs and record company people all claim to be part of, and they were nowhere near it. Oh, man, I wish they pl- they they'd play me that record. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever, mate. <laughs> Your label said no. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. We now meet people all the time who claim that they're a part of it, and we don't, we don't remember them. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those songs that has a mytholo- mythology point as well. I think the weird thing with it was it was a song that punters really liked. The public really liked. People really liked the song. Okay. Uh, but it was a song that irritated some musicians incredibly because it was perceived to be stupid, simple, daft, not serious. <laughs> Even now, some musicians definitely look down their nose at us. I think if our first record had been all about personal pain and suffering, we would be taken a lot more serious as musicians. But that's just the way it is, and it's uh, their problem more than ours. Okay? And uh, I don't know if I cited this earlier, but that was an article from Rolling Stone. Never heard of it. Mara Johnson is the author. Okay. So read okay. through of it yourself. And if you want to check our facts. Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize there were so many different voices in that. Um, you know what I mean? They should be like European. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's uh, I. I listened to the I listened to the song and the, yeah, I was, all it's I was, kind of like it's, uh, it's Ramstein. It's yeah, it, it's pre Ramstein. Visor und Visor has stolen my honey bun. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, one half, two half sausage. <laughs> yeah, I um, I always heard them that way. So, and that's the sexy. They the, also look like that. Yeah. They look like that guy. And that's the sexy voice. There is. That's the sexiest that's accent. That's the sexy voice. Everybody knows that's the sexiest of the accents. It's not a real accent. It's it's just whoever. If you look the part, like if I was reading a quote from uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I really like that. <laughs> Brad Pitt's too sexy. For Brad sure. Pitt. <laughs> I read a Brad Pitt's autobiography. I read it in this this voice. I wrote so. it. You did? Mm-hmm. I Shit. wrote that. I wrote that. Yes. How'd you get that gig? Sent them an aim. I sent them an aim. Oh, what's his screen name? Brad Pat. Brad, Brad Pat? Brad Pat 7. Brad Pat? It's Brad Pat 7. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pat? Brad Pat? Brad Pat? <laughs> Brad Pat? Yes. I like story of uh, Fred. There's an article I, I saw. Too sexy for my shit. Too sexy for my fuck. We're gonna give we gotta give um truck a little break. Truck break? We got something else. Though. My trucks ain't got no brakes on them. We got something else. And right. it'll, boat? I think it'll keep the the truck fans, you know, satisfied. And boat fans, sure. Well, I do have a truck date that I want to get off my chest, but I want to talk about it next time. 
Okay. So we'll take it. We'll slow down, but like I got to talk truck once in a while. Yeah. Well, you, we've been talking a lot of truck. Yeah, I know, but I got to talk truck once in a while. Once in a good, once in a minute, you know? Yes. Next week. Yeah, that's fine. We got go kart date. Go kart. Go kart date. Cart date. Cart date. Go kart date. <laughs> uh, go kart operator charged with having over three times the legal limit of gas. London, Ontario. Of gasoline? We'll, we'll get there, okay? Okay. This, this guy's cruising down 108 in this fucking cart, right? Blasted? You'll see. Okay. London, Ontario. A 21-year-old man is facing impaired driving charges after allegedly operating a go-kart while under the influence. Oh. Shortly after midnight Saturday, St. Thomas police stopped the suspect on Centennial Avenue. Witnesses say the driver was speeding with no lights on and not wearing a helmet. Just a cowboy hat. (laughs) (laughs) Police say tests showed the driver had more than three times the legal limit of alcohol in his system. He was released with a future court date. So this kid's cruising. Well, this was in Ontario? Yeah. Canada? Canada. You can't drive a go-kart in Canada (laughs) on on, uh, alcohol? I just, it's, who drives a go-kart after midnight? You know what I mean? If I had a go-kart, I would be driving it after midnight. I drive it all the time. All the time. Night vision goggles. (laughs) Not a problem. I'd bring it on the fucking trails. I'd go hunting for squatch in that thing. I'd go mudding in my go-kart. You know, I fit my go-kart with a catapult. (laughs) Okay? Mm. And I'd shoot a net for any time I run into a mothman or, you know, a batman, a squatch. Squatch. Yeah. Yeti. A yeti. Or Jersey Devil. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I call me Jack the Ripper in me, me net. <laughs> <laughs> I call me a Ripper in me net. Yeah, he's just cruising down 108 fucking plastic, wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, sucking on some tea hose. Yep. What do you think he was drinking? Labat. Labats. You think? No. Fucking Heineken. Heineken? Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> they probably keep it to Canadian beer, right? I don't know. What is a Canadian beer? What do they got? Labatt. Labatt. Sure. I'm done with this shit. Okay. For the for the evening. So. We did a uh, an interview with our friend Nick for a podcast called Nick's Not Creative. Yeah, we did that. And that episode just dropped like last week. We we were kind of serious on it. Yeah, we talked about the creative process a little bit. We also talked about getting fingered by Martians. <laughs> That's so, true. You know, and uh, a little bit about joining the circus. Yeah, we keep it real. I may have made a um, a challenge to a certain singer of Aerosmith. Oh yeah, you did. You talk some shit. Talk a little shit. Talk a little shit about Steven Tyler. Oh, you spoil it. Okay, well, go check that out. Nick's Not Creative. I think that's the Instagram name, right? Yeah. Just Nick's Not Creative. Or Nick Snot Creative. Yeah, one word. Nick Snot. Okay? Yeah. Subscribe to that shit. There's some other good episodes on there. Subscribe to it. And while you're on there, subscribe to um, this podcast that you're listening to now Mm -hmm. that you probably are already subscribed to. Do it again, but for somebody else or something. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. You know, do all all your cool the internet stings mm-hmm. hack it hack the grid whatever yeah and if you would like to contact me me i'll sell you a timeshare i'll sell you a record sell you a record we got 12 inch record discs mm-hmm. we got cassettes too 16 tracks we got cassette tapes yeah uh, you can get the cassette tapes through bitter heart through bitter hearts records uh look them up at bitter hearts rack yes and uh you can get the the vinyl record. Yeah, on Bandcamp. Bandcamp, which is coolparents.bandcamp.com. Yep. And our website directs to that and everything else, including Instagram, which is the best way to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, web, the website is coolparents.co. Right. And what's our Instagram? At coolparentsoftheband. So if you want to access a question, send us a question. Ask me a question about a timeshare. I'll sell one to you. We haven't answered a lot of questions recently. I'm just building them up. So we can have a Q&A episode someday. So. So. That's it then. Uh, thanks, Podcast New Hampshire, for having us on your network. Thanks for listening to the Cool Parents Podcast. Appreciate it. 
I'm Curtis Charles. I'm Justy Boy. Fuck the world. Sexy Boy. Bust a nut. Bust a nut. On my lip. Yeah. Okay.